Devim Saraswatim Vyasam Tato Jayamudirayet Nastaprayeshavadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sivaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavati Naishtaki Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Reading from First Canto First Chapter Questions by the Sages Text 2 Dharma Projita Kaitavotra Paramo Nirmatsaranam Satam Vediam Vatsavam Atravastu Shivadam Tapatrayon Mulanam Shrimad Bhagavate Mahamuni Krite Kimba Parair Ishvara Sadioridi Avarudya Tetra Kritibi Shushruvi Shubish Tatshanat Dharma Religiosity Projihita Completely rejected. Kaitava, covered by fruitive intention. Atra, Herin, Parama, the highest. Nirmatsaranam, of the 100% pure in heart. Satam, devotees. Vediam, Understandable, but savam factual, atra herein, vastu substance, shivadam well being, tapatraya threefold miseries, umulanam causing uprooting of. Shrimat, beautiful. Bhagavate, the Bhagavata Purana. Mahamuni, the great sage Vyasadeva. Krite, having compiled. Kim, what is? Va, the need. Parai, Others, Ishvara, the Supreme Lord, Sadia, at once, Ridi, within the heart, Avarudyate, become compact, Atra, herein, Kritibi, by the pious man, Shushirushubi, by culture, takshanat, without delay. Translation. Completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated, this Bhagavata Purana propounds the highest truth which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart. The highest truth is reality distinguished from illusion, 
for the welfare of all. Such through uproots the threefold miseries. This beautiful Bhagavatam compiled by the great sage Vyasadeva in his maturity is sufficient in itself for God-realization. What is the need of any other scripture? As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within the within his heart. Purport. Religious religion includes four primary subjects, namely pious activities, economic development, satisfaction of the senses, and finally liberation from material bondage. A religious life is a barbarous condition. Indeed, human life begins when religion begins. Eating, sleeping, feeding, and mating are the four principles of animal life. These are common both to animals and to human beings. But religion is the extra function of the human being. Without religion, human life is no better than animal life. Therefore, in human society, there is some form of religion which aims at self-realization and which makes reference to man's eternal relationship with God. In the lower stages of human civilization, there is always competition to lord it over the material nature, or in other words, there is a continuous rivalry to satisfy the senses. Driven by such consciousness, man turns to religion. He thus performs pious activities or religious functions in order to gain something material. But if such material gains are attainable in other ways, then so-called religion is neglected. This is the situation in modern civilization. Man is striving economically, so at present he is not very interested in religion. Churches, mosques, or temples are now practically vacant. Men are more interested in factories, shops, and cinemas than in religious places which were erected by their forefathers. This practically proves that religion is performed by for some economic gains. Economic gains are needed for sense gratification. Often when one is baffled in the pursuit of sense gratification, he takes to salvation and tries to become one with the Supreme Lord. Consequently, all these states are simply different types of sense gratification. In the Vedas, the above-mentioned four activities are prescribed in the relative way so that there will not be any undue competition for sense gratification. But Srimad Bhattam is transcendental to all the sense gratificatory activities. It is purely transcendental literature which can be understood only by the pure devotees of the Lord, who are transcendental to competitive sense gratification. In the material world, there is keen competition between animal and animal, man and man, community and community, nation and nation, but the devotees of the Lord rise above such competitions. 
they do not compete with the materialists because they are on the path back to Godhead, where life is eternal and blissful. Such transcendentalists are non-envious and pure in heart. In the material world, everyone is envious of everyone else, and therefore there is competition. But the transcendental devotees of the Lord are not only free from material envy, but are but are well-wishers to everyone. And they strive to establish a competitionless society with God in the center. The contemporary socialist conception of a competitionless society is artificial because in the socialist state there is competition for the post of dictator. From the point of view of the Vedas or from the point of view of common human activities, sense gratification is the basis of material life. There are three paths mentioned in the Vedas. One involves fruitive activity to gain promotion to better planets. Another involves worshipping different demigods for promotion to the planets of the demigods. And another involves realizing the absolute truth and his impersonal feature and becoming one with him. The impersonal aspect of the absolute truth is not the highest. Above the impersonal feature is the Paramatma feature. And above this is the personal feature of the Absolute Truth, or Bhagavan. Srimad Bhattam gives information about the Absolute Truth and his personal feature. It is higher than impersonalist literatures and higher than the Jnana-Kanda division of the Vedas. It is even higher than the Karma-Kanda division and even higher than the Upasana-Kanda division because it recommends the worship of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Lord Sri Krishna. In the Karmakanda, there is competition to reach heavenly planets for better sense gratification, and there is similar competition in the Gyanakanda and the Upasanakanda. The Srimad Bhavatam is superior to all of this because it aims at the Supreme Truth, which is the substance of or the root of all categories. From Srimad Bhattam, one can come to know the substance as well as the categories. The substance is, is the absolute truth, the Supreme Lord, and all emanations are relative forms of energy. Nothing is apart from the substance, but at the same time, the energies are different from the substance. This conception is not contradictory. Srimad Bhattam explicitly promulgates this simultaneously one and different philosophy of the Vedanta Sutra, which begins with the Jammadhyasya Sutra. This knowledge that the energy of the Lord simultaneously one with and different from the Lord is an answer to the mental speculators' attempt to establish the energy as the absolute when this knowledge is factually understood, one sees the conceptions of monism and dualism to be imperfect. Development of this transcendental consciousness grounded in the conception of simultaneously one and different lead, leads to 
leads one immediately to the stage of freedom from the threefold miseries. The threefold miseries are, one, those miseries which arise from the mind and, and body. Two, those miseries in the, inflicted by other living beings. And three, those miseries arising from natural catastrophes over which one has no control. Srimad Bhautam begins with the surrender of the devotee unto the absolute person. The devotee is fully aware that he is one with the absolute and at the same time in the eternal position of a servant to the absolute. In the material conception, one falsely thinks himself the Lord of all he surveys, and therefore he is always troubled by the threefold miseries of life. But as soon as one comes to know his real position as transcendental servant, he at once becomes free from all miseries. As long as the living entity is trying to master material nature, there is no possibility of his becoming servant of the Supreme. Service to the Lord is rendered in pure consciousness of one's spiritual identity. By service, one is immediately freed from all material encumbrances. Over and above, the Srimabhatam is a personal commentation on the Vedanta Sutra by Sri Vyasadeva. It was written in the maturity of his spiritual life through the mercy of Narada. Sri Vyasadeva is the authorized incarnation of Narayana, the personality of Godhead. Therefore, there is no question as to his authority. He is the author of all other Vedic literature, yet he recommends the study of Srimabhatam above all others. In other Puranas, there are different methods set forth by which one can worship the demigods. But in the Bhagavatam, only the Supreme Lord is mentioned. The Supreme Lord is the total body, and the demigods are the different parts of that body. Consequently, by worshipping the Supreme Lord, one does not need to worship the demigods. The Supreme Lord becomes fixed in the heart of the devotee immediately. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has recommended the Srimabhatam as the spotless Purana and distinguish it from all other Puranas. The proper method by, for receiving this transcendental message is to hear it submissively. A challenging attitude cannot help one realize this transcendental message. One particular word is used herein for proper guidance. This word is shru shru shu. One must be anxious to hear this transcendental message. The desire to sincerely hear is the first qualification. Less fortunate persons are not at all interested in hearing this Srimabhatam. The process is simple, but application is difficult. Unfortunate people find enough time to hear idle social and political conversation, but when invited to attend the meeting of devotees to Hiroshima Bhattam, they suddenly become reluctant. Sometimes professional readers of the Bhagavatam immediately plunge into the confidential topics of the pastimes of the Supreme Lord, which they seemingly interpret as sex literature. 
Srimabhatam is meant to be heard from the beginning. Those who are fit to assimilate this work are mentioned in this sloka. One becomes qualified to hear Srimabhatam after many pious deeds. The intelligent person with thoughtful discretion can be assured by the great sage Vyasadeva that he can realize the Supreme Personality directly by hearing Srimabhatam without undergoing the different, the different stages of realization set forth in the Vedas, one can be lifted immediately to the position of Paramahamsa simply by agreeing to receive this message. Any comments or questions? <laughs> okay, I can make some comment, of course. I was born in darkest of ignorance, but my spiritual master, Srila Prabhupada, opened my eyes with the torch light of knowledge. Therefore, I offer my humble respect and obeisance unto him. Srila Prabhupada ki Translation again, completely rejecting all religious activities which are materially motivated this Bhagavad Purana propound the highest truth, which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart. The highest truth is reality distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all. Such truth uproots the threefold miseries. This beautiful Bhagavatam, compiled by the great sage Vyasadeva in his maturity, is sufficient in itself for God's realization. What is the need of any other scripture? As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord is established within his heart. Mm-hmm. So, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that Srimad uh, Bhagavatam is uh, Amala Purana, the uh, pure immaculate Purana. Because doesn't have mixed devotion with jnana or karmas. It preach pure devotional service. Other Puranas may mix up devotional service with elevation to heavenly planets or worshiping demigods for different purposes, but not in the Bhagavatam, which is a spotless Purana. Mm-hmm. And the Srimabhatam completely reject all religious activities which are materially motivated, practically speaking, everyone. <laughs> you see, nowadays, if people have some interest in religion, it's to get some pious result so they can be uh, prosperous, materially prosperous, and materially happy and peaceful, happily. Peaceful uh, materially too, not spiritual. But that's not the purpose of religion. The purpose of religion is to love God, to serve God, to know God. But nowadays people not so much interested in serving God or knowing Him. They just want His blessing to enjoy better the material world. So he's there sitting in a big throne and everyone goes to ask his blessing. Let me enjoy the best way possible this material world. 
but he himself can't enjoy. He's not supposed to enjoy. He only supposed to give blessing for us to enjoy. So that's why when people hear Krishna enjoying, dancing with the gopi, they became confused or critical. Or they think there's some mundane, you know, lusty activities. But that's a poor, poor found of knowledge. They are ignorant. They don't know the truth. So if one hears the Sri Vabhatam from the right sources, uh, uh, and and one has to purify the heart in order to understand the message of the Bhagavatam. Just by hearing it, one gets purified. Shrimbatam Swakata Krishna Punya Shravana Kirtana Ridanta Stohya Vadrani Vidunoti Suritsatam. That just by hearing about Krishna Kata is enough in itself. Uh, to help the devotees clean the Krishna who is sitting in the heart of the devotee cleans the heart of the devotee from material contamination just by feeling attraction to hear the topics about the Lord so Shri Mabhatam speak about the pastime of the Lord and what is pure devotee so it's the highest topic the highest topic and what is the result of hearing such topics in the association of devotees? That uh, such true approach the threefold misery. The threefold misery is adhyatmika, klesha, adhibautika klesha, adhidaivika klesha. Adhyatmika klesha means miseries pertaining to the body and the mind. The body we know always gives some ailment and some uh, sickness uh, diseases and the mind gives a lot of anxiety and and uh, doubts and uh, and confusion mm-hmm. so the mind always giving stress and anxiety for some reason or other the mind is flickering and unstable but when the mind knows what is the ultimate goal, which is going back home, back to God, and then the mind becomes quiet, becomes uh, pacified. But when the, man does, when the mind doesn't have a higher goal, a spiritual goal, the mind wanders in so many things, trying to enjoy the material creation. But that's foolishness, because... The more we try to enjoy, the more misery will come. The so-called material happiness is just a flickering moment of forgetting that we are suffering. Like previously, the the chatriyas will will chastise criminals uh, by taking them into in a boat in the middle of a river, and they grab them by the hair and they drown them. They drown them, but as soon as they start swallowing water, they pull them out. So they they breathe for a few few seconds, and then they push them back again. So that's a type of punishment. But for them, that moment they can breathe out, oh, the greatest happiness, I'm breathing, you know. But for a normal person to breathe is nothing, it's not like happiness, just normal, you know. 
So when people are suffering and they find some sense gratification uh, in alcohol, drugs, or sex, or well, cinemas, whatever, they feel happy. They think this is happening. It's not happening. Just trying to forget that they are suffering. Uh, but forgetfulness doesn't make suffering disappear. You know, like once I was preaching to a man. Uh, he was very attached to his dog. So I told him, if you die thinking of your dog, you're going to get the dog body next life. I said, and what, he said, and what is wrong with that? Dog's life is nice. <laughs> and if I become dog, I will not remember that I was human. So what's the problem? And I told him, ignorance is the happiness of the fools. <laughs> to be forgetful. Of, of our real situation for the fools is happiness. No? Prabhupada said in this material world there are two types of happy people, the fools and the Paramahamsa. <laughs> fools, they're not happy, they think they're happy. <laughs> anyway, so if we want real knowledge of the Absolute Truth, we must read the Srimad Bhavatam and the association of the bodies, and that in itself is sufficient to give us God realization, to understand God as it is. And if we get all this knowledge from Srimad Bhavatam, what is the need of other scriptures? Srila Bhakti Sintasara Thakur said, if all the holy books in the world disappear, but only the Bhavatam remains, is good enough in itself. There is no need of any other book. Mm-hmm. And one important qualification was one must attentively and submissively hear the message of the Bhagavad. Once Prabhupada was hearing a lecture by his guru, Srila Bhakti Saraswati, and one older devotee, elder devotee, came and sat next to Prabhupada. And he asked Prabhupada the year, how long ago the class started? Prabhupada just landed, he just moved his, his head toward the devotee, you know, to listen better what he was saying. And Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati interrupted the lecture and chastised both of them. He told the, to the old man, older man, ah, oh, he knew him, of course. I mean, they were. And he told, he mentioned by his name. Do you think that that by giving me some donation, you have bought me? You don't need to hear me attentively. And to Prabhupada, he told Prabhupada, and you, do you want to come here and give the lecture yourself? <laughs> and Prabhupada remembers that with great happiness that he was chastised by his guru. Huh? Prabhupada said that when the Guru calls you a fool, that's although you may not be fool, but he calls you a fool, that's a great mercy. That to be chastised means he loves you. Well, if he, he will not care about you, he will not say anything. But because he cares for you, he chastises you for your own good, and that is a sign of love, affection. But some, unfortunately, when you try to give good advice to a, fool, a foolish person, 
becomes angry. <laughs> Instead of, uh, of uh, accepting the, the mercy, you know, and, giving, and getting some instruction, they became disturbed and angry. Uh, because they can appreciate transcendental dealings, you know, that uh, it is for their own good. It is for their own good. Uh, for example, Prabhupada was chastised a disciple because Prabhupada called him and gave him a package to be sent by mail. And the devotee said, Prabhupada, I think I should wrap uh, more, wrap it better. This packing is, doesn't, doesn't look like well wrapped. Can I wrap it? No, no. Prabhupada said, send it as it is. There is no need of any more wrapping. It is fine. Don't insisted. No, no, Prabhupada, I think it should be, you know. Prabhupada said, even if you think your guru is wrong, he is right. <laughs> uh, don't argue with, with You can argue before becoming disciple. Once you're disciple, argument are finished. So anyway, <laughs> so, and the beauty of hearing the Shri Mabhattam attentively and submissively, mm-hmm. that uh, the Supreme Lord is established in the heart, you know, as a factual true, as a factual true. And when that happens, one, one, one always remains Krishna conscious, no matter how difficulty may come, how many problems may come. One is fixed in his understanding that I'm the eternal servant of Krishna. All the promises of the material world, they're temporary. They're going to come and go. I shall be disturbed. I should just tolerate and go on with my service to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So this transcendental understanding comes only by the mercy of Guru and Krishna. When the Guru is pleased, he bestowed the disciple with with transcendental knowledge. Mm-hmm. And this transcendental knowledge is the f- fruit of devotional service. Basudevi Bhagavati Bhakti Yoga Prajojita Janayatu Ashu Vairangyam Genam Chayat Ahai Tukam By engaging devotional service to the Lord, the, the knowledge, causeless knowledge and detachment from the world happen. Uh, Causeless knowledge means not caused by any material thing. It means only by the mercy of the Lord. And causeless means we don't deserve it, still we are receiving it. The same thing with causeless mercy means we don't deserve it, but still it is given. Because the Lord is very kind and merciful to His servants. So we have to continue reading and reading Srimad Bhattam daily uh, and try to study the subject matter truly so we can understand our position, our eternal position as eternal servants of the Lord and to know this material world as a temporary place full of miseries and the only way to counteract all these miseries is by understanding the philosophy of Krishna consciousness, which give, 
give relief, give relief to the soul. We all need to be relieved of our suffering. And the, and the message of Srimad Bhattam, this beautiful Bhattam, gives relief to the sincere hearers. So Prabhupada also criticizing uh, mundane religiosity. I mean, in the Vedas it is described that the religious person follow uh, four activities, dharma, religious principles, artha, economic development, kama, satisfaction of the desires, and moksha, liberation. But nowadays, in Kali Yuga, people are interested only in, uh, in economic development, uh, artha, and kama, sense gratification. They are not interested in in religion, dharma, or moksha, salvation. Uh, and those who, who are interested in salvation, they are interested to become one with the Lord, to become, they are impersonalist. Uh, they want to become God themselves. So all these ideas are there, wrong ideas, about the purpose of religion. So the animals and humans have the same needs, which are eating, sleeping, mating, defending. But the only thing that distinguishes human from animal is that they can understand God hmm, and the relationship with Him. So that's, if, if that doesn't happen, then animals and humans are not much different. Prabhupada also criticized the communists that they want to make everything one, socially speaking, but still they are, they are competing to who will be the next dictator. <laughs> when Prabhupada went to Russia, he saw, where is, where is the classless here? I see a, a minister in a car with a chauffeur, and, and I see a woman sweeping the street. So what is the equality, social equality? There is no such thing. It's artificial. Mm-hmm. The real equality is in Krishna consciousness when we know we are all brothers and sisters because we are all children of God and He's the maintainer of everyone. and We are all spirit souls. Materially we may be different, but spiritually we are all Equal. That's the actual understanding. And there are so many things we can uh, get from the verse and the purpose, but let's see if you have any comment or question first. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> We don't disrespect any other scripture. I mean, uh, in the Ten Offenses to the Holy Name, we say to respect the Vedic literature or any literature in pursuance of the Vedic scripture. If they agree with what the Vedas said, then it's okay. 
nothing wrong, but people may call themselves Christian or Muslim or Jew, but the problem is they don't, they don't follow the commands, the commandments they are supposed to. It's not the fault of the scripture, but it's the fault of the people who in, falsely interpret the scripture. I, I know one group, they interpret the Bible that, that, uh, that when the, when the person died, the soul also died along with. And only the good people will resurrect from the tombs and inherit the earth, and the earth will be uh, owned by the by the souls who the pious, and they will govern the planet and enjoy life here eternally with their families and dogs and but God will be far away in some other place <laughs> I mean there are so many weird ideas people have <laughs> and our is man made is man made some people read the Bible and they give their own interpretation so they make up a religion their own religion based on mental speculation, practically speaking. This is the reality. Yeah, no, no, they're right, but there's not any, this is the image of God proper. What the Bible says, we should not worship any other than God. And since the, the Bible, there is no mention of God's form, but the way that there is mention of God's form, so we worship the eternal form of God. We are not engaged in worshiping any material form. The Bible speaks about worshiping a material form that is within the material world, but the form of the Lord is out, from outside the material world. So it doesn't, doesn't fit that category. Yes, yeah, difficult for them to understand that. But I mean, even the Catholics, they have status of Jesus and Mary in their churches. Huh? 